The Bible prophesies that in the end times, a one world religious system will come that will cause all to worship the beast. This religion will be all inclusive and will welcome everyone regardless of your belief on a few key things. This sounds like something that's already in place. Is your church already part of the one world religion? Are you? What about those of us who will not conform or comply? Stay tuned for more. We're going to talk about it. Welcome to End of the Age. My name is Vince Stegall. I'm here with Doug Norvell. We're taking your calls at one 877 That's one 877 Before we get started, viewer discretion is advised, Doug. <laughs> I think it's going to it be one of those be. days. Yeah, it may be. It sounds like the Lord's speaking to us. There's kind of an echo. I know. It's kind of loud and, in here today. And it's either that or we're at a county fair. There it's one go. of those two things. There we go. That's different. <laughs> sounds better. <laughs> but for real, viewer discretion is advised. Yeah. We're talking about a one-world religious system. And sometimes when we talk about this, people get kind of upset. And that's not our intention. We just want to teach you the truth. We want to read God's Word and share some stories that are going on around the world and and uh, help us see things a little more clearly. But, like I said, some people get offended by this conversation, Doug. Why is that? Well, I mean, Vince, you know, a, a lot of things with this one world religious system, when you're in a church and you're believing that your church is not part of this, and then you find out, well, maybe my church is part of this, because you start seeing your church do things and say things, uh, you know, that become all-inclusive, like we talked about before, where... Uh, you know, things of the world are being more accepted in the churches, and we're starting to see this. Um, you know, we can talk about all kinds of things right now that's in the news that shows us where, you know, if you're not being accepted to this behavior or this, um, you know, way of thinking, then you're considered a, a spiritual racist uh, almost. And, uh, I mean, even one of the people we're going to talk about today, he's made that remark before. He said, if if we don't line up with the things that are coming down the pipe here, that we can be considered spiritual racist. So we'll, we'll get into that. So it, that offends people when they start hearing, hey, you know, my church might be part of something like this. Now, do you have friends or family that are part of the one world religious system or at least something like it? I would say yes. I, at least I would think everybody we know might, or not everybody we know, but everyone will know at least one person that might be in this type of uh, in system already, and they don't even realize they're in that. Why don't they realize it? Well, because they don't realize that their church is such a huge part of this uh, one world uh, religious movement that's happening right now. So, so it seems like to me that some people would say that you're giving me that little side grin, like you're scared about what I'm going to say. I am scared. Don't about worry, what Doug. I'm say. I, I am being kind of crazy today for some reason. It's one of those days. <laughs> so who knows what I might say. But uh, it seems like people would say, well, my church, my pastor belongs to that organization or my church belongs right. to that organization. But here in our church, 
we don't believe that or we don't talk about it a whole lot only a few times a year or whatever it might be right. so is that an out or is that are we going to get into that or or do you not want to i don't know how how deep we're going to get into that vince <laughs> because i want to stay out of trouble today but i will say this this is what we understand from scripture so we know from scripture that whoever holds the office of the pope at the time that the antichrist revealed in the middle of that final seven years that that person will be the false prophet, and that person will be the Pope. We understand that because we see this in Revelation uh, 13, we see it in Revelation 17, and Revelation 18. And so there's a lot of people that teach differently than what we see what the Bible is telling us. Like some people want to say that the United States is Mystery Babylon, but we have proof that Mystery Babylon is, is not the United States, but it is a false church. And um, so we believe from Scripture that whoever is Pope at that time of the Roman Catholic Church will be that false prophet. And we're beginning to see those things happen now. We're, we're beginning to watch that kind of unfold as we go throughout time. I mean, it's been happening for a long time. But like anything, Vince, it starts out as a, a drip and, and a trickle of water. And then the floodgates will open wide when it's time for it to happen. So we're just... We're at that point now to where I think the drip has become more of a, a steady little stream. So, Well, and, and we hope today that we're able to open up people's minds and their eyes to uh, change from a, just a drip of information to, the, to a, a whole lot of truth. Uh, we believe that there's facts going around that maybe you don't know about already uh, for whatever reason. And we hope to expose some of that, that, that it's not being broadcasted very widely. Now, I've told you before, and I'll say it probably a million times between now and the second coming of Jesus, but we're committed to telling you the truth. As you can see, we'll talk about whatever is in the scriptures, whatever is in Bible prophecy and how it relates to current events today. We are uh, confident in God's word and we're not scared to talk about it. So we will talk about the truth and we will give that to you. And if you appreciate that, uh, we thank you for your prayers. We need everyone to join in for uh, praying with us. We pray together as a team every morning from 8 to 9. And we need you to pray for us because uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And so we believe in the power of prayer and we need your prayer support. And so please remember End Time Ministries, our whole team, as we uh, pursue our God-given purpose of sharing the truth. We survive from your prayers. We also survive from your contributions. So if you uh, enjoy what you're hearing, if you appreciate us being bold and saying things that maybe some people are uncomfortable to say or don't know to say, uh, consider becoming a partner with us. Uh, we are happy for you to contribute one time or set up on a recurring donation. That's how we survive between the goodness of God, which is the most important thing, and your contribution. So you can do that at endtime.com slash donate, or you can give us a call at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463. We are taking your calls, one eight seven seven end times the number to call and talk to Doug and I, one eight seven seven end time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. And I'll, the last thing I'll say about any of that is uh, you are about to run out of time to get the June special, which is Understanding the End Time by Irvin Baxter's, uh, by Irvin Baxter, excuse me. It's uh, foundational in our opinion of understanding Bible prophecy. Uh, it's usually $199, but right now you can get it for 99 by going to endtime.com slash UTE99. Or if you want to set it up on four payments of $25, you can go to endtime.com slash UTE99. 
25. All right, Doug, you've been through that series. We're going to talk more about this world government, uh, world religious system, excuse me, on the other side of the break. Uh, What would you tell people about understanding the end time, though? We do talk about that in there and a lot of other things. Yeah, well, we we go through this... um, very quickly through it um, a lot of times you get a lot of information it's like drinking from a fire hose but like in these situations when you're learning all this stuff Pastor Baxter does a great job of breaking it down historically and biblically showing you the truth through the word of God so it's something you're going to learn from and it's awesome teaching to you all right, we'll get into more of it on the other side of the break we will see you then give us a call at one eight seven seven end time does the book of Revelation frighten you? Do its symbols confuse you? For centuries, the book of Revelation has been misunderstood and misinterpreted. In Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Volume 1, Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. This 10-part definitive DVD series and 268-page comprehensive commentary book covers the first 12 chapters of the book of Revelation, featuring on-location photography, classic artwork, and symbolic illustrations. You'll walk away with complete understanding and peace about the events happening during the final years on Earth. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding as you dig into the original intent of the book, answering the mysterious prophecies and symbols of the book of Revelation. Don't miss this special offer. Call now, 1-800-END-TIME, or go to endtime.com to order. Call or go online now to get this comprehensive Bible study. We've seen Bible prophecy fulfilled like never before. From the halls of the United Nations to the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, End Time Ministries continues to reveal the Bible prophecy in the news headlines around the world every day. Whether it's through our broadcast or online at our Jerusalem Prophecy College, your gifts enable us to put vital materials in the hands of those who need it most. Because of you, we continue to replace fear with faith in the hearts of Christians around the world we will continue to see prophecy come to pass at an even swifter pace. We need your support. Your donation of any amount enables us to continue to broadcast and be a voice in the ever-growing censored media. To become a partner or give a one-time gift, visit endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME right now. That's 800-363-8463. Go online now. Visit endtime.com. Welcome back to Into the Age. I'm Vince Seagal here with Doug Norvell. We are taking your calls at one eight seven seven end time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. I do want to remind you if you're on Facebook, uh, hitting the share button, hitting the heart icon as opposed to the thumbs up is very helpful for us to kind of uh, enhance the algorithm and get us in front of your friends and family. So please hit the share button. Please hit the heart. That does help us out a lot. Uh, as opposed to you not doing it. So thank you very much for helping us out in that way. Doug, let's get into the subject a little bit more detail. We kind of got into trouble in that first segment, just kind of talking about whatever came up. Totally my fault. I apologize. <laughs> all right. Well, let's I'll, jump I'll get into out of your it. way. All right. Here we go. So first of all, let's just talk about this has been something that the world government, uh, the people who are behind everything trying to set up this world government, they, they've understood that there were three things that caused war. One was political conflicts, the other religious, and the other economic. Uh, Mikhail Gorbachev, he wrote in a book called Perestroika, 
that these were the sole issues, the root causes for war, and the solution was a one-world government, a global religious system, and a global economy. Uh, so this is exactly what the Bible prophesies is going to happen, and we know this. But in his book on uh, page 231, Mr. Gorbachev, uh, he put together an all-embracing system of international security. Item number uh, four of this list states, We must extirpate all genocide, apartheid, and religious exclusiveness. Uh, to extirpate means to kill off, folks. So that's not a word that I use very often. No, we, we don't use that word. And when you just use it like that, you have no idea what it means. But this is what it means, to kill off. So therefore, what Gorbachev is saying in his book is that we've got to kill off or get rid of this religious exclusive individuals and this mindset that we have. Uh, in the Bible, it talks about this. Uh, in Revelation 13, you know, it breaks down the uh, what we call the the master plan of the dragon basically it's like satan's chapter where god kind of spells out everything the enemy's going to do here and so we have the one world government in there we have the one world religious system and the one world uh, economic system but this is what it says uh, Vince, you want to read that from Revelation 13? Sure, starting with verse 11. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. That's weird. Yeah. So what do we have here, Vince? We've got someone who looks like a lamb. Who do we know as the Lamb of God? Jesus, right? Yes. So we could say he looks like Christ-like, like a, a holy figure, but he speaks like a dragon. And we know from uh, you know studies we've done before and from Revelation 12 that the Bible tells us the dragon is Satan or the devil. So he looks like a lamb, but he speaks like the devil. Uh, the whole what's the analogy with the wolf in sheep's clothing? Exactly what it is. Verse 12, and he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him. And what does that mean? Because we didn't read that portion, but could you give a quick summary of that? Yes. Yeah, so we, we hit on that a few days ago, but yes. Yeah, so that that other beast is that world government beast, or okay. its political leader, who is going to be the Antichrist. So he has all the authority of that one world government and its leader, its political leader. Okay, and it says, um, and causes the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, world government. Mm-hmm. Whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. Is that literal? Figurative? We don't know. We don't know. We'll but see. It's been done in the past, so it could be a literal thing. We'll just have to wait and see. And I think it's interesting that deadly wound was healed. Yeah. I think that's interesting because of the book that Irvin Baxter wrote back in the 80s. Uh, about the Berlin Wall coming down. Right. It's it just interesting to me because it's, it causes the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast who deadly one was said. We talk about the Berlin Wall coming down, how that would be the birth of a new world order. Right. That's like exactly what our president said, as if he was reading from our book. It's, yeah. It's, it's absolutely crazy. Um, but anyway, maketh make fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast. To me, that, that tells me right out of the gate that there will be people who genuinely 
uh, innocently follow this person and their ideas yeah. because they're deceived right. and they don't realize it. Yeah. So there, there, there are people right now listening or watching that perhaps follow this idea. Of course, we don't know who this man is yet right. individually, but the idea they follow yeah. and they might be deceived. Absolutely. They are deceived. They are deceived. Okay, so there will be some deceived people out there. Yeah. Um, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Yeah, so here we've got this, um, you know, for one thing, who's the most recognized religious leader on earth? You know, even if you were not a Christian, you would think of the most religious leader on the earth as being the Pope. I mean, that just that's common sense. You see the Pope and you recognize him no matter who it is. But, you know, Pope John Paul II uh, and our you know, Pope Francis, who we have now, or is it going to be the guy that comes after him? The one thing for certain is this is going to be the most uh, respected religious leader on the face of the earth. Now think about if we saw this guy do miracles like pull fire down from heaven, if we saw something like that happen. Millions of people right now, if they see a statue that they believe has a teardrop in its eye, they go and worship that statue. You know, I mean, we've seen things like this happen throughout history. Our, our visions people's had of the Virgin Mary and things like that. People flock to those places expecting to get a glimpse of a miracle like that. Think about this one being broadcast over live TV as something like that happened. If it's a literal thing and he literally pulls fire down from the sky, think about the impact that would have on many people. There would be people that aren't even Christians right now that would go, this guy's got to be the real deal. So anyway, it's a there deception. Would be, you, it would be every ad when you logged into social media oh, yeah. would be a clip of that. Yeah. You would see reels on Instagram. It would be all over TikTok. It would be all over YouTube. Yeah. And People the thing that, is, at, at, not until this time, Vince, could that even be possible? Because, I mean, look at where we live now and, and how we see everything that happens as it happens. Right. People that have proclaimed to be atheists yeah. would convert because they saw this miracle occur Absolutely. with their own eyes. Yeah, absolutely. These these um, late night shows, they'll they'll have that yeah. on their show, and some of them may mock it. Some of them may tell all their viewers, "Okay, you need to straighten up and follow this man." Right. Yeah. And they'll give their testimony about how they weren't a believer before and how they turned their back to religion. That their mother raised them in church, and they've turned their back. And now that they've seen this, they're now a believer again. Yeah. And though. So that's where the danger lies. That's what. What lies there? But it, it says there at the end there, Vince, it says that if they do not worship the image of the beast, they shall be killed. Okay? So there we go with being killed again. And, and that's what that word extirpate means when we, when we saw that a while ago. And we talked about, uh, you know, we have to remove people. We have to kill off this idea if you're not inclusive in who you believe God is. So basically, we're going to have to be, if you're going to be part of this, you're going to have to understand that when the Antichrist stands up on that temple mount and he declares to be God, he's going to say that he declares to be God of all these different faiths. And you're going to either believe this guy or you're going to be killed if you don't conform to what they're saying. And so Jesus taught the exact opposite of that. Jesus 
you know, he he said things like in, in John eight twenty four it says, Except you believe that I am he, the Messiah, you will die in your sins. This would be considered religious exclusiveness. I mean, we believe that Jesus Christ is is the Lord God in, in bodily form. And so people that don't believe that, that believe in Allah or Buddha or whoever they believe in, they don't believe Jesus is the Messiah. They don't believe Jesus is God manifest in the flesh. And so if we believe this, we're, we're not being inclusive. If we tell people the only way to heaven or the only way to you know, get there to be saved is, is through Jesus Christ. That's what we teach. That's what we preach. That's what we believe the Word of God says. That's what we know the Word of God says. Acts 4.12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So we, we have other. this. None other. Nothing. This is the problem. That's it. With the Bible and the current idea. Yes. They conflict with each other. Yeah, because it's not none other. It's, well, you can, you can still call him Allah. Right. We're on the same page. We can agree, walk together, be in unity without agreeing on everything. Yeah. But you call him Allah, I'll call him Jesus, and we'll just pretend like we're worshiping the same God. Right. And, and that's what they want you to do. They want you to coexist. You've seen the bumper sticker, the coexist bumper I sure sticker. Have. <laughs> I mean, it's everywhere. So but this is an idea that's being told to everybody. And nowadays, you know, you even see things that, that people say, you know, uh, if you don't believe in something somebody else is doing, just be quiet about it. You don't have to say anything about it, basically. Just accept that these people are, are living their life and they're happy and let them go about their happy way. But that's not what our Bible tells us that we're supposed to do. Jesus said, go ye therefore and make disciples of all men, right? And so that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be teaching them about Jesus Christ. Now, that, that's only for pastors, right? No, that's for everybody, Every single one of us. Oh, we we are all supposed to be producing that fruit. We're all supposed to be uh, teaching the gospel of Jesus Christ to everybody we meet. The Bible says to go and teach it into all creation. And so, before we do that, we have to be disciples ourselves. That's right. Make sure that we followed Jesus's instructions yeah, and the instructions and, and the record of the first century church in Acts. Yeah, so we need to actually read those books and not trust what somebody else says about them. It's very important that we read those books because, I mean, that's where you're going to find out where your salvation lies. When you start getting into the Word of God yourself and you begin to read it, you begin to see where the teachings of the Word of God and the teachings of a uh, particular uh, group of people, they conflict. Just like this, where we're seeing that, you know, whoever is in control of that one world church at that time, this is going to be their message they're teaching, that we can't say things like Jesus. Jesus, like the name of Jesus can't be spoken. They're already starting to do that in many different places. Uh, they're even wanting to, um, you know, tell in people. prayers with a man and a woman. That's right. That's right. That's exactly where I was going with that. And we didn't even talk about that before, but that's exactly right. I mean, we, we can't even. How stupid is that? I, it is pretty bad. It has that's, nothing to do with gender. No, it absolutely How does dumb not. is that? It is very dumb. We are taking your calls at one eight seven seven end time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. 367 What else, Doug? What else can we <laughs> stir up? 
Well, I think that we need to talk about <laughs> Revelation 17, Vince, because okay. we need to talk about Mystery Babylon. And, and like I said before, many people teach that that's America, Mystery Babylon. This teaching is not uh, scripturally correct because the Bible gives us a whole lot of clues about who Mystery Babylon is, the mother of harlots. Uh, and we, we have that information. If, if people want to go there and really study that out at our um, endtime.com, you can go to our website and you can look up Mystery Babylon, who is it? And it gives you all the clues there. But I, that's what I really think we need to just kind of read it and talk about it here because we can prove just by this part right here that this is not talking about the United States of America. All so right. you want to read that? Sure. Revelation 17, um, starting with verse 1. And there came one of the seven angels which had the seven vials and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters. Do we want to talk about that before we move on? <laughs> well, we, we can talk about it if you want to. Well, uh, I would want to do it um, uh, politely. If yeah. we did. Well, let's, what we can talk about. Shut up and keep reading. That's what you want to say. <laughs> well, no, I mean, when it says the great whore here, one of the things that we can know is in the Bible, every time Israel would go and chase after other gods that other people tried to bring into Israel and try to get them to follow these other gods, the Lord would say they went a whoring after other gods. It, it was something that's in the Bible. It says that they would begin to chase these other gods. We know that a, a virgin church is what God wants, a church that is not going after any other God than the one God, the one true God. And so whenever the Lord talks about a church, a true church, he talks about it being a virgin in Scripture. But here we're talking about this great whore. So this is an unfaithful church is what we're talking about there. And there's other ways to prove it. Like I said, this doesn't specifically go into those, but we can cover it enough to help people understand. Well, that was very polite. You did, you did very, very well, Diana. Thank you. <laughs> I, had, I had no doubt that you would be able to do that. Verse 2, I, I would not have, I'll just say. Verse 2, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet colored beast full of names of blasphemy having seven heads and ten horns. There's another one of those mythical creatures right. from the Bible that don't make sense unless you... Understand prophecy. Yeah. yeah. And there's the music to get us to the break. We're not going to be able to explain it on this side, but we will after the break. Give us a call, one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. We're going to get into the rest of this verse and many other uh, interesting points that you definitely don't want to miss out on. So stay tuned. We'll be back after the break. Major internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. 
When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search End of the Age Plus in the App Store or Google Play. Move Mountains with Irvin Baxter. This book by Irvin's grandson provides 30 days of devotion that will enhance your relationship with God and others. Authentic illustrations from early morning devotions at end time will help you find your purpose and eliminate fears. Commit to taking this 30-day journey and experience real life change. Get your book for only $14.99. Call 1-800-363-8463 or go to endtime.com slash move. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to End of the Age. We have open lines at 1877 End Time, 1877 three six three eight four six three doug we pray every day here yes and we ask the lord to help us we ask the lord to guide our conversations to guide us on the show and we believe that as we're talking as as you all are interacting with us on social media wherever else uh you are listening to us on the radio and perhaps talking back to us as you're driving down the road we believe that the spirit of the lord is moving and that he's working on you and he's working on me and as we talk about god's word he's revealing things to us that perhaps we haven't seen before and i believe that that's what's happening right now as we talk about this very sensitive subject to some uh i think the lord is opening the eyes of people yeah as we've talked about this scripture uh and the um the quotes from different books and the articles that we're going to read. So I believe the Lord is working through us and in us, and it's going to be a blessing for a lot of people. So I'm thankful for that. Thankful that you follow the Spirit of the Lord. I'm thankful you do as well. (laughs) Uh, All right, so I read (laughs) verse 3 of Revelation 17 before uh, the break. It talked about a scarlet-colored beast full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And we got cut off because... Right. The clock. So it's important to talk about that because this is how we know that this is happening and where we can put the pieces of the puzzle together. The scarlet colored beast uh, with the, the ten horns and the seven heads, this is the world government beast from Revelation 13, 1 and 2. It's the same exact beast. And what we're seeing here is this harlot, this woman, is riding upon the, the beast so the woman is riding on the beast, following after the beast, and um, that's what that scripture is saying. It's letting us know that as he saw this vision, and you know, some people, they, they talk about the wilderness uh, like it has to be something from the Middle East. I've had people tell me, well, this must be talking about, you know, Mecca or something like that because it says wilderness. Well, wilderness, there. People are in wildernesses. It's, this is not necessarily talking about that. Wilderness is a place where God is not. It's, it's where, uh, you know, as, as he sees into the spirit of, wil- of the wilderness, he's seeing somebody who's not in uh, the, uh, the will of the Lord right there. And that's what that could mean as well. He's not in the will. This church is not in the will of God. And it says that this woman was riding this beast. 
Um, so that's the one world government beast. And this entity, this woman, is sitting on the back of that beast. No connection with the seven heads and ten horns? Uh, seven heads, it, it explains it a little bit uh, later and lets you know that in this particular passage, those seven heads represent seven mountains that the woman sets on. Okay. So seven hills, basically. And we know that when you look up Rome, it says in the dictionary, the city of seven hills. It also tells us later in the chapter that the woman is a city. And those are things that you can see if you go and you, you check out uh, Mystery Babylon, who is it, on our website. All right. And verse 4 says, And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. Okay, so another important thing that we see here, these are a couple more clues. Like I said, we're not going to get into all the clues today, but just to mention it because it's there, we see that uh, the woman's arrayed in purple and scarlet. Well, purple is the color that the bishops of the Catholic Church wear, and scarlet is the color of the cardinals that they wear. It also talks about um, she's decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, and she has a golden cup in her hand. Um, you know, you, how many times have you seen the Pope drink from a golden cup that has pearls and jewels all over the cup. I mean, I, it's, I, I don't think I've ever seen him drink anything else. I know, that's what I'm saying. No Every solo time cups. Seen, I'll just, no, I've never seen he that. He never has a red solo <laughs> cup for sure. He has that golden cup that he always drinks out of. And then it, it, it says that she's a mother here. So implying that she has children and we know daughters. The Catholic Church calls the Protestant churches it's daughters. It's daughter churches. And so this is where we can move into a little bit of how this has been forming for a long time. And the Pope is very much a part of this. Um, so now, Before we do, yeah. um, it talks about sitting on um, the waters and sitting on, let's see, the beast, sitting yeah. on the beast. So is it that this world religious system mm -hmm. is controlling the government beast or is it that they're riding together in sync or is it that this world religious system is uh, going wherever that world religion uh, world government system is going well one of the things that we know and it's one of the studies that we do that talks about it, the antichrist and so I need uh, an end of the age plus subscription of what you're telling me boy if you had that you would know so much <laughs> watch.endtime.com <laughs> yeah so so one of those things that it tells us is in one of those studies it talks about the rebirth of the holy roman empire and in the holy roman empire we always see a political leader and a spiritual leader and they are joined together and they both kind of rule there one rules over the political side of things and the other rules over the religious side of things. Now, the, the Bible says that she's riding on this beast so we can just understand that this uh, one world religion is going to just be right there with that one world government, riding on the back of it. It's not controlling that one world government. And, and you even see in Scripture where toward the end of things, the one world government kind of turns on that one world religious system. And kind of turns against her a little bit. So they're they're both being led by the spirit of the Antichrist. Absolutely. So yeah. 
by that dragon that we talked about too. I yep. mean, the dragon being Satan, he is the ruler behind all of it, and they're both being controlled by that. So they buy into the lie of it. But yeah, and and so you know, moving on down in here just a little bit before we go to the calls, because I just want to help everybody understand that Pope Francis has kind of had this as a quest for him. And at one time, I'm, I'm not going to read all the information we've got, but Dave's written articles about it in, in Time Magazine. And uh, we there's videos on YouTube. You can go and you can search this out and you can look for it yourself. And you now, can YouTube, s- you mean End of the Age Plus? Well, I'm, I'm saying that YouTube actually has the speech that okay. comes from what I'm about okay. to tell you is what I'm saying. So I'm not promoting YouTube. I'm just <laughs> saying the videos out there of... This man who was a bishop and a good close friend of uh, Pope Francis, and his name was Tony Palmer. And uh, Vince, you've seen the video. He's, he's a very well-spoken, nice-looking guy. Uh, he's from South Africa, and he has that British accent. And it just, you know, he just speaks really well, and, and he sounds great. And as you watch him, there's a, a charisma about him that just kind of pulls you to him. But he goes before, um, in this video, before... Kenneth Copeland's church in Fort Worth, Texas. It's right down the road from us here. And they're having a huge uh, minister's meeting at this point. And he goes in there and he starts talking to them about this idea of coming back to uh, the church, coming back to the Roman Catholic Church. He tells them, uh, he says that um, because the protest is now over, that we agree on um, the... um, gospel of jesus christ that the church used to believe that works got you to heaven but now after the uh you know after luther broke away from the church and everything everything's been um, resolved now and they now believe that it's through grace that we're saved uh by faith and so he comes back and he says i'm just going to quote this one part he says according to palmer it is necessary that um the doctrines which originally separated these churches now be set aside in the name of church unity because, as he stated, it is the glory that glues us together, not our doctrine. So he tells us that doctrine is not important anymore, that we just, it's the glory of Jesus Christ. We all believe in Jesus, and so we're, we're all just going to come back together under one umbrella under the, the Catholic Church, basically, is what he says in this whole thing. He, he actually makes the statement, we're all Catholic now which the crowd kind of hesitantly kind of went, and then they kind of laughed and chuckled like, oh, that's funny because, you know, uh, Catholic means universal is what he says. So we're all, we're all Catholic. If we're saved, you're a Catholic is what he says. So anyway, he brings this together. He shows them a, a video of the Pope, and then he makes a challenge to them at the end of this video. And he says that my challenge to the Protestant pastor friends is that... Um, there's no more protest. How can there be a Protestant church? Maybe now we can all be Catholics again and we can uh, not protest the doctrine of salvation by the Catholic church anymore. We now preach the same gospel. So what happens is the Pentecostal ministers get, get up at the end of this and they all make this declaration back to the Pope and they pray for this unity within the church. They've even written... Um, a declaration up and many churches have signed back onto this and a lot of churches uh, from it's not just Kenneth Copeland's church there's um, James Robinson has done this uh, the um, 
Help me out. Uh, I don't know if I want. I don't know if I want to get in this one. <laughs> Joe <really>, Osteen <laughs> is another one, and also uh, Rick Warren are are some of the big names that people would know. And they've actually signed this doctrine, saying that they're coming back under the umbrella of the Catholic Church. And in in uh, 2017, they even had a uh, ceremony on the 500th anniversary of uh, the protest. And what they did was these different church denominations planted 500 trees. Uh, there in uh, in Europe as a proclamation of saying now we make this declaration to the church that we're all under the same mission. We're not going to proselytize each other's congregation anymore because we all believe the same thing. Now, you're saying that, yeah. but no one, none of these places now be, you know, become like a Catholic church. So right. you mentioned some names. Yeah. I haven't seen where they've changed the names of their churches Absolutely. or fallen inside of the priesthood and you know I don't yeah. I don't know I don't know what you do if you're married and then you become Catholic and now you're a priest. I'm not sure how that works because priests aren't married. So yeah. they're all married men that you mentioned. Yeah. So none of that has happened. So if I hear you, I'm going well, I don't know if I believe you. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that it's documented in all the information's out there. And so basically what they're saying is, Vince, they're saying that where before they might try to pull people out of the Catholic Church and teach the, the things that they don't, that the Catholic Church teaches that are not lining up with what their doctrine believes in, that they're saying, you know, we're going to stop doing that now. We're just going to say everybody's Christians if you're all... You know, baptized under this Catholic baptism, you're all part of the Catholic Church. You're all part of this now. All these daughters have come home, basically, is what they're shooting for. And it's not just with the Protestants there. It's also happened um, throughout the world with other religious systems, with other religions out there. The Muslims being, uh, you know, one of the the major... um, uh, Movements, yes, thank you, that they've gone after. So they, they've gone and said, look, Muslims worship the same God we do, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So they're, they're putting everything under this umbrella. This is what they're doing. This movement is happening. Now, Tony Palmer died uh, about the same time that uh, Pastor Baxter had his uh, heart attack at one time. It was really strange because that same weekend we hear that Tony Palmer <laughs> dies in a motorcycle accident. Pastor Baxter's having heart surgery in the hospital. And and so it was kind of a strange coincidence that happened there. Well, we're going to get into it a little bit deeper on the other side of the break. Uh, I do want to remind you, if you're on Facebook, please share. Uh, You all have friends that need to hear this message. So hit share, hit the heart instead of the thumbs up. It does help us out a lot. Also, we will get to your calls. Uh, Sorry to keep you all waiting on the other side of the break. Most of us walk around day by day blind to the prophecies being fulfilled right before us. Every news report brings a new piece to the puzzle in the race towards the final seven years and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, more than ever, it is important for God's people to understand the times in which we are living. On November the 12th, 2013, 
we opened our Jerusalem Prophecy College in downtown Jerusalem. These same courses are now available online for people who are unable to attend the classes in person. We welcome students to join us and discover the link between current events and the prophecies of the Bible. Take your place in the prophecy of Daniel 11.33. Enroll in the Jerusalem Prophecy College today. Go to JerusalemProphecyCollege.com. Welcome back to End of the Age. We do have open lines at one eight seven seven in time, one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. We'll go to the phones now. Don in Colorado. Welcome to End of the Age. How are you doing, guys? We're well. How are you, Don? Okay, I'm, I'm just fine. Okay, so I have a, a question on the false prophet. Does he know that he's the false prophet like now, or is he going to be possessed like the Antichrist is going to be possessed? And and these are actual miracles that he's performing, like pulling fire from the sky, like he's actually going to be performing these miracles? Well, we don't know. It, it appears like yes, but the, the devil is going to give him a way to do that. If you remember uh, back in... Um, in uh, the Bible, in when they were uh, Moses was dealing with Pharaoh, and he was showing the miracles that God was giving Moses to do. Pharaoh's uh, magicians could imitate those things. Like, for instance, when Moses threw down his staff and it became a snake. Well, the, Pharaoh's magi- mag- magicians also did the same thing, and then Moses' snake ate their snakes. So the devil can do these false miracles, and they can make things happen. And of course, we live in a day and age now. Don, where things can be done uh, through, you know, computer-generated things or even through a satellite or things like that. We Somebody asked me the other day, is it possible that, like, a, a satellite could shoot fire down from the sky and do something? I don't know. I don't know how it's going to happen. I just know what the Bible says. But it appears like he's going to be able to, to do some miracles that the devil gives him that power to deceive people with. And they're going to see him do these things. Now, whether or not the false prophet knows that he's the false prophet, I, I don't believe he does. I think that he probably uh, thinks that these things are a good thing. That, you know, if we're all going to get along with each other, that we should all just love each other and just not worry about what you believe and what I believe. But we just need to love each other. You hear that all the time. Jesus loved everybody and we just need to be like Jesus and love everybody. And yes, we do need to love everybody, but Jesus also told us the truth of the Word of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he told us that we needed to go out and teach the gospel of the kingdom of God. And so we can't just love on everybody and and make them think they're going to make it to heaven when they're not. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. All right, well, thank you, Don. All right, thank you. All right, God bless you. We appreciate you calling, Don. Now, Doug... If he doesn't know, that doesn't make for a very good movie. <laughs> well, no, it doesn't. But, you know, the, I'm, the Bible doesn't tell us specifically that he knows he's going to be the false prophet. You know, in a, in a movie, they're going to depict it like he's behind the scenes, like knowing what's happening and all that stuff. Yeah. So, probably twirling his mustache a little bit. Yeah, he yeah. will definitely have a mustache, that's for sure. <laughs> um, okay, well. But what if he does? Well, if he does, it's not going to make much difference other than the fact that he's going to be worshiping the wrong God because he's going to be worshiping Satan. He's not going to be worshiping the Lord God Almighty. So he'll be following after the dragon, and in the end, we know the dragon loses. 
See, I always thought about it like the the false prophet has been convinced that he would be godlike, and that would be extremely attractive to him. Yeah, in his mind, he thinks that I can be worshipped, and that's quite flattering, and thus pursue down that road because that's a super dangerous road to go down yeah to be exalted above god yeah and have a god mind uh god god like like uh, god complex yeah and so i don't know i know you you acknowledge that he might know but i'm just saying yeah he might know all know. right uh nancy in texas welcome to end of the age hi um i was wondering why um, what is the church, um, the Catholic Church? Why is it called Mystery Babylon? Well, one of the things that we know about is the um, Tower of Babel. You know, was the first attempt at um, trying to become this world empire and build a, a tower that could keep them from being uh, judged by God again by a flood and things like that. They had. Um, this one uh, religion, this one thought, they had one language, and they were all working together. And that's where the original idea of that came from. And then we actually have physical Babylon that was a place that was the same way. It was a world empire. And we see that the enemy tried to establish some of these same things. Uh, you know, when we read in Daniel and we see Nebuchadnezzar had a statue that everybody had to bow down and worship when the music played. And if you didn't, you were thrown into the fiery furnace. And so we've, we've seen these attempts. Well, in, the, in Revelation, this mystery Babylon, it's because of the fact that the, the old Babylons have been gone. They're not here anymore. They're erased from, uh, from the earth. They're not a empire anymore but this mystery babylon is something that uh there is a mystery to it there's something we got to figure out who this mystery babylon is and god lays that out and gives us the answers to that in revelation 17 and 18 okay i was i was taught that um it, the catholic church actually started from a babylon the original babylonian religion that even the um, the uh, cracker that they eat for communion has uh, the letters on it I B C, and that that goes all the way back to the original Babylonian religion. And also, Simon the sorcerer was part of that, and he actually came up with the word Christian. So it kind of ties into where. They want everybody to be considered Christian, you know? Yeah. But that's what I was taught anyway. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that, Nancy. I haven't heard right. that before, but thank you very much. We thank you for calling today. Thank you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. All right. Now we will go to David in Texas. David, welcome to End of the Age. Thank you, guys. Uh, I wanted to kind of say it a little light. Uh, do you know that uh, Pope Francis is the first pope in Roman history in 1,500 years that has been come from the Jesuit sect of priesthood? I heard that a few years ago, yes. Do you know that? He was a lifelong Jesuit priest in South America where he was assigned. And he joined that sect, of course, when he became a priest in, in early Rome in his early life, livelihood. But 
here's the deal about the Jesuits. They're known as a group that were called the Pope's Men. The Pope's Men. In other words, they would do the bidding of any Pope for 1,500 years now. And this one is doing this, doing, was, was educated and trained to do that very thing, to do the bidding all along his lifetime until now he's Pope himself. Yeah. Well, the, the things that all the popes down through the ages have assigned the pope's men to do, the Jesuit priests to do, is to do those things behind the scenes that the pope would not want known readily to the public. That's what the group was known for. And that's why they were created. Those were the things, the things that the pope didn't want readily known to the public was the kind of things he would assign them to do. So this man has been trained to be villain very dedicated to that kind of thinking. Yeah. And now that he himself is Pope, he assigns himself what he's going to do. Yeah. And I think one of the things he assigned himself was the very name he took when he became the Pope, which is Francis. Because uh, I think, like we all well know, that a lot of these priests these days are homosexuals. I think Pope Francis was one of those, and he chose Francis because that name can swing both ways, either for a boy or a girl. Yeah. And that's what, I think that's the very reason he chose that name. Hmm. That's just my own private opinion, but that's why I'm sure. It's not private said. anymore, David. You just talked about <laughs> it on an international no, show. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm putting it out there. Cause you did. Other things to know about the yeah. Jesuits, and he is the first Jesuit pope that the that the Roman Catholic Church has ever had. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you calling in, David, and shedding some light there. There's certainly a lot of information to look up on the Internet if you wanted to search all that out. There's lots of information there to share. So, David, we appreciate you calling. Now, Doug, you and I talk about a lot of things off the air that we probably never would talk about on the air. Yeah. um, Because we enjoy a mystery. Right. We enjoy the... uh, Ideas that are presented that, man, there's a lot of truth, but if you try to say it, you're considered a conspiracy theorist. Right. And so we talk about a whole lot of things, so we know uh, a lot of the information. We, we may not know it extremely well, but we've heard about we've heard some of, of, of the stuff that David mentioned there. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, well, you know? I, I do want to just talk about this just a little bit. We don't have to read this article, but just to kind of tell everybody why we were talking about this today. Because we, we had an article today out of The Guardian um, that says Berlin lays the first stone for a multi-faith worship center. And they're going to bring Muslims, Jews, and Christians under that one roof. And they're going to have uh, multi-denominational worship there. Um, and so that's kind of an important deal since we know all the things we know from the Bible about what's going on there. But the... The thing that really stuck out to me in that article, Vince, I know we don't have a lot of time to read it, but the um, Berlin is the capital of Germany. And Germany is the leopard. And it tells us in Revelation chapter 13, 1 and 2, that the body of the leopard was present there. So the body of the leopard, that's a large part of what that one world government is going to be. And for them to establish this area where they're going to have 
this uh, multi-denominational church in a time where they're trying to set up a united nation of religions through the Pope and do all these things and get all these factors to fall in place. It's very interesting that that is the place that they pick, Berlin, the heart of that leopard that we see that is the body of that one world government beast. So that that's why that stuck out to me. And it's uh, it's interesting that this is the plan and we're starting to see the plan take shape and form. And so I, I didn't want to end the show without being able to at least talk about that a little bit <laughs> to explain why we talked about everything we talked about today. Well, let's let's wrap it up with some hope. Yeah, absolutely. Because there is hope. Yeah. In spite of these circumstances. So what what happens later on? Well, Revelation 18, 4, Jesus says right in the middle of all this, talking about Mystery Babylon, come out of her, my people, or else you partake of my cup of wrath and, and her sins that she's committed. And so there, God knows that he has people in these, in these churches that are beginning so to fall into sincere people. This. Yeah, sincere people that don't even realize that their churches may be involved in this one world religion. And the Lord is calling them out. How, how could somebody know? Is there something they can search on the Internet? Like, um, I can't remember the name of this deal that occurred that we talked about. But, you know, if you're whatever religion... Yeah. I don't even. I don't have to say any specific one. Search that and and see if your church has signed that document back to the the Roman Catholic Church. What's the name of that? I'm, I, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> yes, I am. You too, are too. Yes. It's the end of the show. Yeah, I know. Uh, let me see if I can find it in my notes. Um, the Declaration of Faith and Unity. So search search your church yes. and that Declaration of Faith and Unity. Yeah. And see and, what comes up. It might be an interesting find for yeah, you. Yeah, it might be. Uh, but there, you know, there's all kinds of ways. When we know that our churches are beginning to teach things that are not biblical and are leaning to more toward the one world government, we're starting to see the the Pope make statements about, uh, you know, we needed a one world government. Uh, another article that we talked about today was where he said because of this va- this virus that's happened, they shouldn't waste this opportunity to excel the one world government so i mean just if your church is beginning to talk about those type of things and how we need to take care of the earth that might be a clue my 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 all right well we have dozens of hours of content on into the age about one world religion so if you'd like to know more go to watch.endtime.com and search for one world religion we'll see you tomorrow This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com.